Hello, friends. It's once again time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we have an important message today. Every message from the Word of God, I believe, is vitally important to every generation, but especially now. In a time that the Bible has classified prophetically as the last days and that I interpret the last of the last days. We are in the perilous time. It's not a time that is coming. It's going to get worse. I'll give you the bad news first. It's going to get worse before it gets better for the scriptures are very clear uh, that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But here's the good news. It means that Jesus Christ coming is very very soon. And if you're a Christian today, God wants you to be filled with holy anticipation instead of anxiety and fear in this very troubled time. Deeply concerned, yes, but not stymied by fear, uh, not paralyzed with fear and, and frustration and dread. We should be filled with holy anticipation. Surely, Jesus is coming very, very soon. Until He comes, and sets up his kingdom, uh, we're going to have to occupy till he comes according to the scripture. And I believe that God is really, really going to speak to us through his word today. And I pray that you will take time out of your busy life, the busyness and the responsibilities, the distractions, the disturbances, the discouragements. Take time with us today to go to God's word and hear a message that I believe is going to give us uh, that that we need, uh, not just to end endure, but to overcome and live victoriously and, and occupy until He comes with a testimony that will help others come to know Christ as their Savior and experience His help for their life and, and His peace in this time of such trouble in our world, in our nation, in our schools, in our homes, in our lives. So if you have your Bibles, would you please turn to Psalm 61. In just a moment, we're going to be talking about God, the helper of the helpless. God, the helper of the helpless. If you would like to come to our website, type in THCOG, or you can type it out, The Holy Church of God, where this broadcast originates right here in Tampa, Florida, where I have been, and I'm still the senior pastor going on our 40 third year this January, uh, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. Well, we, we are seeing all of the things that I began preaching so many years ago, uh, over, over all of those decades of ministry. We talked about the perilous time. We talked about the, the, the stage being set for all of the prophecies to be fulfilled just prior to the return of Jesus Christ. I can look back over all of those messages and all of those circumstances in our world and in our nation, and I can say without hesitation that we are now entered into the last of 
the last days. And Christ could come before this broadcast is over and do no injustice to any of the prophetic scriptures. So we should be living with holy anticipation in this time. And in, until he comes, uh, we're told to endure, uh, to endure, endure. They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And we need God's help. And we without him are helpless according to the word of God. That's why Psalm 61 is such an important psalm to comprehend and apply to our lives as Christians. And if you're not a Christian, would you please stay tuned uh, and, and see for yourself through the scriptures the hope we have in Jesus Christ, not just in the sweet by and by, but in the nasty here and now, if you have your Bibles turned to Psalm 61, before we read, I want to make a statement. I've heard all of my life this little adage, God helps those who help themselves. Now, there's some truth to that. We must do some things. We can't just pray and not be active. If you need a job, don't just pray for a job. Go out and put in applications so God can open that door for you. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. But ultimately, what we're stating here is that to be without God's help, without God as our Savior, our Heavenly Father, we're without hope in this present world. And the reason we're without hope is because we are helpless to do so many things and to change so many things in and of ourselves. But when we look to God and receive help from Him... Then we receive everything that we need. All of heaven's resources, all of his resources become ours in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So stay tuned today. God, the helper of the helpless. Listen to what David said. David said, and by the way, I want to give you the context for the psalm real quick. David was in the wilderness when this psalm was written. He was running for his life. He was banished from his own throne and from the holy city. His son had raised up many of David's own countrymen, and he wanted to kill his father and take over the throne from his father and be the king in Israel. So not only does he have the political problem and the military threat of them finding him and killing him, he has the heartache and the heartbreak of his own flesh and blood, his own son that wanted to bring him to this end, that hated him so much. So David is dealing with the political, the military, the external threat, and he's dealing with the threat of total heartbreak, heartache, and discouragement within. And he begins to pray in Psalm 61. And now that you understand where he was in his life at this point, helpless to change anything himself, but not hopeless, hallelujah, because he knew that God would hear his prayer and that God would help him. Now, having said that, whatever you're facing, that I'm facing, we can take courage from where David was. We may be in a circumstance to where not only do we have the outward things that are threatening us, but also the inward things that threaten to cast us into deep depression and hope. 
hopelessness and as helpless as we may feel, God is and God was and God always will be the helper of the helpless. And listen to this helpless man in this circumstance, how he prayed and how God gave him hope and ultimately victory in his life. Psalm 61, 1 through 8, God, the helper of the helpless. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed, not if it happens, but when it happens. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Salah. That Salah in the musical sense would be where there is a little short pause. Where no instrument is playing before it starts right up again. So Salah means literally to just quietly contemplate what I've just said. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. For thou, O Lord, hath heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So I will sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. Now I want to make a statement here. God responds to the cry of His people. Even when we feel helpless, we are never hopeless. Look at verse 2. When my heart is overwhelmed. That word in the Hebrew means covered with darkness and distress. Covered with darkness and and distressed, lead me to the rock which is higher than I. And to prove that David was helpless in himself, this man of such great faith, he was he was a man of renown. They sang of David. Saul has killed, slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. When David slayed the giant, and and the Israeli army took courage and routed the the Philistine army, uh, David was renowned for his childlike faith and the great victory that God had given him on this battlefield. But friend, this was entirely different, for this wasn't a physical giant standing before him, but a giant of circumstance without and within. When my heart is overwhelmed, covered with distress and darkness, that's deep depression, friend, deep depression. He says, lead me. To the rock that is higher than I. The rock which is higher than I. In the Geneva Study Bible, it says, To which without your help I cannot obtain. To which without your help I cannot obtain. Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown, that old and trusted uh, commentary on Scripture, said of this statement, which otherwise I cannot ascend. In other words, I am helpless to help myself without your help. Matthew Henry, 
says in his great commentary, The rock which is too high for me to get to unless you help me get to it. I'm going to make a statement today. The idea that I can build my faith or that you can build your faith to a place of hyper faith where you never have to confess your helplessness and cry out to God for His help for you to believe Him, your help for His help for you to trust in Him. If, if that message has captured you, a day will come when your heart is overwhelmed. And, and because you are never through faith going to become subhuman to where you do not feel when these circumstances begin to affect you. You never become superhuman to where you don't feel. You, faith works within our humanity and God wants us to trust exclusively in Him. Amen. Matthew Henry continues to say, listen. Lord, give me such an assurance and satisfaction of my own safety as I can never attain, never attain to, but by thy special grace working such a faith in me. He said, if you don't help me to believe you, if you don't help me to trust you. You see, there's a difference here. There's a there's a, a dichotomy forming here in these biblical principles that will help us to understand New Testament faith. Faith in your faith, when your faith begins to waver, will fail you. Faith in God's faithfulness will never fail you because His mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3 says, Great is thy faithfulness. See, David cried to God in prayer to help him. Help him to a place of trust where his troubled soul could find rest and comfort. He admitted openly that his heart was overwhelmed with fear and distress. He cried out for help from someone he knew would hear his cry and come to his aid. Oh, I want to I want to make this statement loud and clear again. We've kind of got the idea that if 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 we cry unto the Lord, if we cry unto the Lord that that something is wrong with our faith and and you know the old adage comes into play again, if you can't take the heat, stay out of the out of the kitchen. Well, friend, and, and oh, here's another one. I know you know this one. If you can't run with the big dogs, Stay on the porch. And there are certain, certain people within the Christian movement that appear to be the big dogs that nothing ever affects, that never have to get down before God in humility and cry out for His help, that somehow or another their faith is taking care of everything. As one man put it not too long ago, I don't have problems. I only have solutions. Friend of mine, I have problems. I have giants. I have great need for Christ in my life and and help from above. And I have a great Christ for my need today. David cried unto the Lord. On one one instance in the Psalms, he said, "I, I cried unto the Lord. And He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. He said again, I love the Lord because He heard my cry. I love the Lord because He heard my voice. I love the Lord because He heard my prayer. 
turning his ear always to me. I like the practical translation of that that says bending down and listening when I pray. And that prayer began with a cry. And you know what I believe that cry is? Not just the, it was the cry for help. It was the cry for help. Lord, help me. Help me to trust you. Help me not to give in to fear. Help me. Help me to find your peace, the peace of knowing that you're listening and that you're moving in my behalf. I'm going to make this statement again. Listen carefully. David cried unto God in prayer to help him to a place of trust where his troubled soul could find rest and comfort He admitted openly that his heart was overwhelmed with fear and distress. He cried out for help from someone that he knew would hear his cry and come to his aid. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, today I, I was listening to a testimony from a Christian speaker. Has a, he and his wife go to conferences. He's written books and, and, uh, for the sake of maybe not quoting him Perfectly, I won't call his name. But but someone came and asked him because they see the victory in his family. They see the victory in his life. They know they go through trials and tests and pressures and persecutions, and yet they glorify God through it all. And they came to him and said, What what is the key to your victory? What 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 is it that you and your wife do? He said, Well, let me tell you what I do. He said, when I am overwhelmed, using the same terminology as David, and I, when I am overwhelmed by any circumstance, by anything, I go into my living room, I pull the drapes, I lay down on the carpet, and I cry out to God for help. And He hears me, and He helps me. Praise God. I'm so glad to hear someone say exactly what David was saying here in the Psalms. There is a God friend who responds to faith in his faithfulness. A God that can be befriended and relied upon. That you can pour your heart out. There's even a psalm that says pour your heart out before him. You know, a friend is not much good you can't tell him your troubles. I remember we used to sing, and I used to love the lyrics of that great, great hymn of the faith. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Oh, friend, I still have those talks with Jesus, and I do tell him all of my troubles. I am not looking for a hyper-faith that divorces me from my friend and my dependence on Him and my ability to lean on Him when the troubles come in my life. Hallelujah. This God can be befriended and relied upon. And He's a God who loves His people and a God who listens to their prayers. Hence, I'm going to quote again David in the Psalms. I cried unto the Lord, and He heard me. He heard me. He didn't just hear because of David's great faith. He heard because of his great 
care and compassion for David. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, women out there that are listening, mothers in particular, you know if your child is whining because somebody took his Tonka toy and he's just giving that whine cry, it irritates you to hear that. But if your child has cut his foot on a piece of glass and he cries out, you know the difference in the cry. And when that cry is a cry from his pain and a cry from his hurt, your faithfulness, your love, your maternal instinct, if you please, it takes over and you go running to help. And God in His great love for His people, when we cry out unto the Lord, He comes running. David said, I cried unto the Lord. No, I'm not talking about crybaby complaining. I'm talking about in our distress, admitting our helplessness, but also confessing our hope in His faithfulness. Praise God. We have a God friend who loves his people and who listens. In fact, David said he bends down and listens. I love the Lord because he heard my cry. I love the Lord because he hears my voice. I love the Lord because he hears my prayer. Bending his ear always to me. Praise God. And friend, he is a God who will help us to have faith in Him when our hearts are overwhelmed. Remember the man that brought his son to Jesus in the New Covenant? He brought his son to Christ because his son had a, was demon-possessed. He had a devil and he off-cast himself. If he saw a fire burning and people warming their hands or cooking by it, he would throw himself into that fire and they would have to pull him out with burns. He brought his son to Jesus. And Jesus said, do you believe that I'm able to deliver him in essence? And the man said, Lord, oh, what an honest answer. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I do believe, but my faith is not perfect. And I need help to believe you like I need to believe you. And Jesus, instead of telling him, will come back when your faith is perfected. Come back when you become so mature as, as a Christian that you just confess uh, the truth and you don't waver. No, he said, bring him to me. And Jesus cast out that spirit. Oh, friend, I'm so glad that I don't have to be so perfectly strong to have my God respond to me today. I'm glad for His mercy that is new every morning. And I can tell you today from my personal experience of walking with Him through the valleys and the fiery furnaces and the trials of life, great is His faithfulness. Listen, Satan would like you and me to believe uh, that you must totally conquer all fear on your own. And then and only then, you can trust God for help. I want to make a statement too. The devil is a liar. A distortion. A distorter of truth and a deceiver. And I want to encourage you today to cry out to God. To pour your heart out before Him. He loves you. He loves you. He loves me. And He will not fail you. He will not fail you. 
So friend, developing faith is not something you do on your own. God wants to and He will assist you. Lord, I believe, help thou any area of doubt, any area of wavering, any area of my life where, where I am weakened. Lord, help thou my unbelief. Praise God. And God will heed that honesty, that earnestness in prayer. Listen to some keys that will help you to trust God no matter what. I want to read this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through 9, as we work toward the end of this broadcast. Number one, and I don't have to really reiterate this much, you should get this. Understand that you are not just in a struggle, you are in a spiritual struggle. Our weapons of our warfare, the scripture goes on to say in another portion, they're not carnal, they're not of our emotions, our intellect, our flesh, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This is a spiritual battle that we are involved in. We wrestle not, Ephesians 6.10 says, against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. All of these forces may be uh, influencing people uh, uh, to be against you and I, troubles within our family and within our relationships. But ultimately, understand, make no mistake about it, we are in a spiritual struggle. And our weapons are not initially with flesh and blood. And our weaponry is not coming from flesh and blood. Hallelujah. But they are spiritual. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, 7, 8, and 9. It says, Casting all of your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions that are accomplished in your brethren uh, that are in the world. Other people are going through the same kind of afflictions and persecutions. It's not just you. It's not just me. The devil wants to destroy all of mankind. Kind. He came to steal, Jesus said. He came to kill, and He came to destroy. But Christ said, I've come. I've come. I have come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. We usually hear the first part of this scripture separated from one another. But in context, they are all together. Trusting God is essential to defeating the devil. Trusting God and His faithfulness and not questioning His love is essential in defeating the devil. You can't resist Him steadfast in the faith unless you are trusting in His faithfulness by casting all of your care upon Him. I like the Amplified of this. It says, casting all of your care, the whole of your anxiety, once and all upon Him, for He cares for you and watches over you affectionately. He cares for you and He watches over you affectionately. Now, based on all of this Bible truth that I brought today, I want to say a lyric 
from that great old hymn of the faith, He will hear your faintest cry. He will hear your faintest cry, and He will answer by and by. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I encourage you today, dear friend, to call upon the Lord, to cry out to Him, to seek Him, pour your heart out before Him. He cares for you, and He watches over you affectionately. Ah, friend, ah, friend. The Apostle Paul said if He loved us enough to give us His only begotten Son, how will He not, how could He not, also with Him freely give us all things. A God that loves that deeply, that holds you and cherishes you that dearly. You don't have to stand tall and strong to have His help. The tall and strong standing ones have discovered the secret of crying out to Him. In the time of need, confessing our helplessness and asking Him to help us to trust Him and help us with whatever we need in our life. And God comes through. He's so faithful today. Well, we love you. We pray these broadcasts are being a blessing to you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Bible said you're without hope. Why? Because you're without that help that only He can give. You're without hope because you're without God in this present, old fallen world. Come to Him today. Call upon Him. Cry out to Him. Repent of your sin and receive Him. And He will help you in this life. Hold you throughout all eternity. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.